Ready? Welcome to the first episode of the Aussie Tradie Podcast with your host Dave, here to cover everything in the construction industry. For our first episode, we're going to touch on uh, a few few basic things to do with the trades, uh, health and nutrition. Um, joined today by Shane from CrossFit HF. Thanks, Dave. Welcome, mate. Uh, Shane runs a pretty successful uh, business in Penrith. How long have you been doing this for now? Uh, this is our 10th year in operation. So we have uh, set up quite a reputation here. And before that, we, we did five years on our own. So gone to 15 years of, of business. Not bad, not bad. 16 years in the trade for myself. So similar, similar time frame, I guess. Uh, I guess the first thing uh, we'll uh, talk about, uh, get a few questions from blokes in the industry. And especially being summer with the heat and how it is, uh, I guess we'll touch on hydration and, and keeping fluids up. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? So normally when I take people through how much water they should consume a day just in general, um, it's 3% of their body weight in water. So if you have your calculator there, you can work it out. You do whatever you weigh in kilos times 0.03. And that'll give you a number that you're going to hit every single day. That was just that is just to run your body without doing anything else. That's what it takes. 100 kilos, 3 litres. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, but remember, that 3% and that water is just the, is just the guideline. If you're out in uh, the summer heat, if you're up in a roof, if you're under a house, if you're in the sun, you're going to need to then think about how long you're in the sun for and how much water you should be adding back in. And I normally say for every hour you're out in the sun, another 250 to 500 mils as a minimum. Yep. If you are someone who sweats very heavy, you're going to have to consume about that 500 upper, upper limit yeah. every single hour that you're out there because you'll be losing so much moisture. But I guess just in saying that, it is important to replace your salts because if yeah, you just keep drinking water, you just keep drinking, keep drinking, you're going you're gonna to wash your um, electrolytes out and it's a good opportunity to put some more salt back in your diet. What's, uh, what's some of the signs of dehydration? I know you've got your obvious ones of when you go on the toilet, urine being very dark, yellow, orange. So the, the first, other, yeah, the, the dark one, um, that starts to go, hey, I, you know, I need to probably pay a bit more attention to hydration but stopping complete urination you know i'm not urinating at all anymore i yep. uh, haven't pissed all day well, that might mean hey you know I, i'm dehydrated yeah well uh, i suppose but if you're, you're working and you're on the tools you you're not even thinking about that so yeah i guess that's one thing you could uh, pay more attention to yep and so i guess if, if you if you're there and you're not paying any attention to it uh, an easy way to remind yourself is to set an alarm in your phone oh, yeah, yep yep what about gatorades and and Sports drinks and energy drinks and stuff like that. I don't want to throw them under the bus. I don't want to um, say that they're bad. I mean, they've got their place in the market. Yep. For most of the people that I that I work with, um, I'm not going to get them to drink things with sugar in it because sugar in itself is going to dehydrate you. So a lot of those Gatorades come with like 30 to 40 grams. All those sports drinks come with yep. 30 to 40 grams of sugar. So, you know, it's probably not the easiest, best way to hydrate. Yep. It is a good way to get, you know, some carbohydrate back into your diet if you're you know, back into your day and some salts and stuff like that. But I'm probably going to go with um, looking for more of just, you know, water as, a, as the best optimal way to, to um, hydrate 
you know, Mother Nature didn't make a mistake when she created, yeah. you know, or he created whatever, water and stuff like that. It, it was designed by purpose. So for us, it's the best thing that we can have. So don't to stop at the 7-Eleven and grab four sugar V, sugar-free <laughs> Vs. You know what? I'm not a tradie, right? Like, I, I'm a personal trainer, but I go to the coffee shop every morning and every morning I, honestly, it's bad. And I'm glad you're doing a show on this. I'm glad you're talking, talking to the people and helping them because every morning when I wake up and I go get a coffee from 7-Eleven, I see heaps of tradies by the four packs or the six packs of Vs. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, that's not going to do much. Yes, it's going to give you a bit of an energy, a bit of a pump, a bit of a kick for the first 30 minutes of your day. But what happens after that when you're dehydrated and you feel like shit? And then for the rest of the day, you can't work properly yeah. or efficiently. Yeah, I guess that's... I'll stick to the black coffee. Kind of no calories in it. Yeah. Me through. And I guess the servos kind of sell those sugar-free in a four-pack or whatever, even not sugar-free, the normal Vs. So they... They rope you in. Yeah. They get you in there, hook, but line, and sinker. Even with the coffee, you still need to be conscious of dehydration because caffeine yep. in itself will, will dehydrate you. So yeah. it'll be good for the diet and good for the you know the overall weight consumption if you're not having a tremendous amount of sugar just from drinks. But remember, from a hydration standpoint, if you're having the coffee in the morning, you want to have a, a you know half a liter of water with that to 250 mils of water with yeah. it, and yeah. then and then add in so you stay hydrated. You get a little bit of water with the coffee, but remember, there's the impacts of the yeah, caffeine. Yeah, yeah. I guess just yeah, being in the Aussie summer. Especially oh, in some of those roofs. Mate, it is hot as 50, I, 60 plus. So. I have no idea how you boys do it. Uh, sitting out there in the heat, I'm just, you know, just walking from the house of the car. I'm like, fuck, working in this. Like, that yeah, is it's insane. sometimes. Got to keep those fluids up, guys. I guess another, another point I want to touch on uh, will be uh, the afternoon fatigue. So like that 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, you've had lunch, 12 o'clock, 1, 2 o'clock comes in, you, you're kind of down and mm-hmm. feeling it. What are your thoughts on that? So for the fatigue thing, there's a few things that I talk about with fatigue and it's, okay, have you even gone to bed at a proper time? And and I know that seems trivial. It stems back to even before you wake up. Before you get to 1pm, right? So Dave, if you don't go to bed before, say, 10.30, how do you feel? Yeah, I'm feeling like, I feel like shit if I'm not in bed by 10. Yeah. (laughs) Especially if I'm up at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. You're you're in the car by 4.30, you're on site by 5.36, you start work, you work from 6 to 1. If you haven't gone to sleep properly the day before, or you haven't had good quality sleep, having kids or having sleep problems, and that's going to always impact you. And so I just start there first, right? Let's go all the way back to the day before. That being said, again, what we brought up in the first point, hydration. If you haven't hydrated properly yeah. and you were dehydrated yesterday and you didn't sleep well, even if you did sleep well, you dehydrated, you're still going to feel fatigued the next morning. You're waking up against, you know, you're walking behind the eight ball. Like, yeah. it's just going to crush you at some point. It's going to catch up with you. So not only are we talking about, oh, what do we do to combat the fatigue today? What do, what do we do yesterday to help yeah. us today? Yeah, so you got to start on the day before. Yeah. Um, Food-wise, I would always say that, you know, I'm a coach is what I do for a living. I help people with their food. I would just say make sure you're having a well-balanced meal through your breakfast. If you guys are eating breakfast, if you're someone who fasts, and I think we're going to talk on fasting, yeah, we'll but on if you're someone who fasts as well, you know, you're probably not going to have your first meal till about 12 or 1. So A, for you, which will come up later, it's probably easier to not feel the fatigue, right? Yeah, you get yeah. to 1 and you feel, you know, start I just, to I, feel. I, I know being in the industry, you get a lot of people... You can see it. Yeah, after lunch, they're hammered. They're sometimes yeah. they've eaten that much. It's a food coma. Exactly right. Yeah. So you say you say exactly how it is. It, yeah. They've had way too much food for yeah. one. And B, personally, I always get the most fatigue when I'm having a massive meal of carbohydrate, yeah. right? So heaps of pastry slap stuff. Although it might give you a very short-term boost, within 30, 45 minutes of eating that, I always feel a slump. And that's yeah. a blood sugar slump. 
And what that means is that if you eat something high in carbohydrate, high in energy, it can pump up blood sugar. Yeah. Okay. And then you're going to feel good, you know, fairly good. And then whatever goes up must come down and it crashes just as hard. And again, I so guess that's where everyone tries to throw in those those V's, those energy drinks. Exactly. And, and then all they're doing is perpetuating this wave of this is a vicious cycle high, whatever. The higher you go, the harder you fall. Yep. So it is a pattern. Exactly right. So you have to kind of break the cycle. You know, we start to talk about lifestyle principles with traders and stuff like that when I'm training them and coaching them. And I say, yep. get your sleep right. Get your hydration right. Let's look at diet. Uh, you know, are we eating far too many things that are making us crash in the afternoon. Yep. Um, and personally, I use, you know, good quali quality dietary fats yep. um, to fuel my day. So, you know, if I'm a little bit low in energy, I have a little bit more of a fatty meal. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and the problem there is that the the misconception that fat is bad for us, yeah. it's, you know, it's the deep fried Macca's fats that are bad. Yeah. Not to throw Macca's on a bus, but, you know, they've been hammering that in the, in the newspapers and media for years now. So I think they can start to come to... Exactly. We're in a time now to be... 100% knowledgeable where we can look up stuff and say, you know, maybe it's not as bad as it seems, but, you know, I'm talking like good quality, you know, cheeses, good quality meats, good quality, yep. um, you know, olive oil, avocados, they're good quality fats that are yeah. going to sustain energy. And if you have none of that in your diet, no color, no fat, no substance, no nutrient density, what do you expect to happen at 1 p.m.? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. I guess that leads us into our next topic, fasting, like you mentioned. Uh Myself, I fast, last meal's probably 7.30 at night and then I won't eat until midday, 1 o'clock the next day, 16 hours generally. Yep. I, I feel great. It, it's I see massive, massive amounts of um, energy uh, and and it just helps with it. I feel great. So what, what are your thoughts on, on fasting? And yes, yeah. yeah. so I, I've known you for a while now and, and I've seen you fast and I've seen it improve your mood and your energy. Um, and, and that's why I have pushed towards fasting for pretty much all of my clientele. And having stable blood sugar levels is the important part, right? So if I'm making sure that I am learning to use the fuel that I ate the day before um, throughout the night, throughout the mid-morning, and I'm having extending my breakfast to maybe 11, 10 o'clock. I think, I think using that term breakfast is a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, first is, meal, right? Yeah, well, it isn't... I think it was breakfast was introduced by like the a big cereal, cereal company. Yeah. Yeah. Kellogg's. It was something that was, I mean, if you think about most things that we know and, and all the education that we've had, a lot of it was introduced to us by marketing, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's why we think we know it as, as gospel. But, you know, breakfast is just means to break it fast. Yeah. And so, well, me yeah, or one. That's it now. All, well, I'm in a group that you do, a six week challenge group, which we run pretty regularly. I'd never see breakfast. It's always everyone's putting meal one, meal two. I think it's, it cha changes your mindset completely. Yeah, it becomes more of, okay, this is a lifestyle that I can stick to. It's, I think at breakfast you'd think, well, when I was little, it'd be wheat bix, Coca Pops, Fruit Loops. Exactly. All that it pushes, stuff well, we that's cereal made the marketing. It's now yeah. what you think about when you yeah. think of breakfast, you think toast and cereal, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But back to what you're saying, your first meal. Yeah, first meal, if you, if you extend that. And, and although it's going to be a little bit challenging at the start for a lot of people to do, it just forces you also to think about what you're eating. Yep. It makes you go, okay, well, if I'm going to have this extended period of time where I'm not eating, the meals that I do eat must be nutrient-dense and good quality. Otherwise, I'm going to find the next day harder, right? It, you notice if you don't get the right protein, yep. uh, how hungry you will feel the next day. And that's natural because as an evolutionary survival standpoint, if you're not eating protein, you're wasting away. And if you're wasting away... You're going to die. Yeah. So it's a survival instinct to get enough protein in what my about, diet. What are your thoughts on size of meal for your first meal? Is there, is 
there any recommendations on that? Or but, I mean, th- there are recommendations out there. I like to go through and say, um, sort of know what your protein requirements are, know what your carbohydrate requirements are, know what your fat requirements are, and yep. find someone that's a professional to help you do that. Yep. And then just divide that by three in volume, right? Yeah. If you're having three meals, you're having, you know, 11, um, you might be your first meal, meal two might be, you know, three or whatever. And then right at dinner when you get home in the family might be your third meal. If you just divide the quantity of food up evenly, you're going to be fine. So a bit of planning goes a long way. Yeah. If, and, and some people who fast just eat one meal a day. And yeah. so there's a very large volume of food to fit yeah. in. Yeah, I've, tr- I've tried that. You just get kind of... Talk about a food karma. Yeah. And so that's probably too much for you. Yeah. But again, you, you probably wouldn't rush into doing you know, what you did before yeah. I met you, which was five or six meals a day yeah, that's to right. three to then one. I'd probably go three to two and do two for I six think months. I you find what works best for you, yeah. you can just really ta- knuckle, knuckle down and... Just take it one amazing. out. If you're, if you're doing three, yeah. well, okay, for six months, let's then do two. And then if I really want to go to one, and you don't have to. This is just options that yeah, people are yeah, out there. It's something that you might want to try one day, but you don't have to. It's just an option. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, and then this is a touchy subject for a lot of people, but... What are you? What are your thoughts on protein, carbohydrates, fats? Yeah. So, size what of cons- uh, for me personally, I've seen that my body responds awesome to no carbs or low. as low carbs as possible, thirty to fifty grams maximum a day, mm-hmm. and then my fats and proteins are up, and I feel amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Everything feels awesome. So, so like you said, it's a controversial yes. topic only because you've got hundreds and uh, thousands of people who you know. Have have studied and, and gone through uni and done all these things where it says the complete opposite to what you yeah. just said. Um, but I always say, you know, try it, try it all. Try the recommendations that are out there. See how you feel. Try changing it up a little bit and see how you feel. Yeah. And you always got to own your own decision. In life, if you let the world control you like that and just take what the world says, you're always going to fail. Like uh, most of what the world says is to their, <laughs> to their own benefits, right? Yeah, 100%. People who have made those recommendations may or may not have vested interest elsewhere in food companies or yep. foods that have predominantly carbohydrate diets the way i choose to live personally and, and very similar to you i do you know a 30 to 50 carbohydrates a day uh, my fats are about 100 plus grams and my proteins are about i'm um, what am i 80 so about 160 grams or 150 grams yeah. of um of protein a day and i find that that works but i'm not um i'm not obsessive about it i i know that i need a certain amount of meat i know i need a certain amount of vegetables and salad to be healthy yeah um and there is um uh, I guess that stigma in the industry, which is probably the bigger problem, is that the guys who bring the salad are, you know, a bit soft and a bit, yeah. but you know, they're not they're not real tradies. But that's killing people. That that stigma and that that understanding of don't be healthy as a tradie. Like, yeah. why? Where did that come from? You know, yeah. uh, you know, smashing heaps of beers on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then trying to get up for work on Monday. It comes, yeah, a, yeah so it comes along with the bloke stigma, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's hard. It's something that needs to be broken. And and the people that are perpetuating that stigma are people who are sick. They're already sick. Like yeah. they're already. Go- they look like they're getting diabetes. They're getting. They're close to the heart disease yeah. and all of this. And they're perpetuating because you know it might be a little bit hard to take a look in the mirror. Ready? People who are following your channel, who are following your podcast, start to go. You know, what? I want to be the healthy tradie. Yeah. I don't want to be the trader that's out there sick, and I want to spend time with my family, and I want to be healthy. I don't want to be that trader that's out there. You know, can't. And no, no disrespect to anybody who's like that, but at the same time, you need to make a choice. You know, are you going to continue the same vicious cycle? Um, that hasn't got you where you want to get to. You feel shit and you can't deny yep. it. You you kind of look a little bit more like shit and you can't deny it. Yeah. You want to look better. You want to feel better. 100%. So you need to change. And it, when is that going to happen? I'm a prime example of that. For, for years, from late teens to late 20s, I was whatever. I'd stop at the 
servo in the morning, get a couple of red bulls, these, whatever, gorilla dog, back when the dog was selling it. Once I it changed my diet, <laughs> it was completely eye-opening. Like, when they say about the brain fog and everything, like, honestly, that was next level. I, I thought it was just, oh, yeah, you're talking shit. But brain, once you are clear, that's, that's the stigma, right? Oh, mate! Oh, look at this bunch of hippies hectic. eating salads and and you know, we're, you know, eating good quality food. That's what we're doing. We're not doing anything different than what we should be doing. But yeah, that's right. for some reason, there's this stigma, and it's it's something that's going to literally give me a hamburger. kill. Them. Yeah. Well, here's here's these way, right? Oh, we've got to go to a job. Yeah. Well, let's quickly run through a drive-through. Yeah. Six pack of nuggets, Coke, chips, deep fried bullshit. Yeah. You know, like and before you know it, you're up there with the thousands of calories, aren't you? Yeah, and and these and these drive-throughs serve their purpose. If you need quick food and it's, and it's something that you do rarely like yeah. that's nothing wrong with that but if it's something you're doing five days a week because you're on jobs five days a week and you've got no time and you're yeah. just pushing yourself too hard a you're pushing yourself too hard you're gonna stress and, and get sick your nourishment's not great you're gonna yeah. get sick your hydration's all over the shop you know your sleep's all over the shop i mean what's going to happen next at what point do we stop and go you know maybe we have to have a quick look at what we're doing and that's yeah. where people like you come in who are changing the perception based off what you're doing with the yeah. podcast and the information yeah, well for me if if i am running late light i will go if if that's all that's there is a drive-through, I'll go through. But I'll I'll rip the meat off a bun. Yep. I'll get a triple quarter pounder and just smash the, the patties and the cheese. Yep. Th- yeah, not the best quality source of beef, but it's better than eating the, the sugary bun, the fries, exactly all right. the crap and, and that so comes w- along with it. Exactly right. Like you got to just if you're gonna eat that poorly or semi poorly. Uh, in regards to quality of food compared yeah. to what you could do, like a fresh steak would be the best quality, yeah, course, you know. Yeah. Um, then you've got to mitigate the other issues so that the sugary drinks and the deep fried chips, I mean, we know we know that this is not great <laughs> for humans, but yet, you know, we're still allowed to go eat it. It's, it's funny that, you know, so many things in this world, are there's laws against what you can and cannot do. And then these, I mean, these multi-billion dollar That's industries are allowed crazy. to run around and, and you know, and provide stuff, and they do it because we buy it, and so it's really our fault. Where are we voting? You know, it's not their fault. I mean, they're making money of where we spend our money. Yeah. You know, you vote every single time you spend a dollar. You're voting for what you want more of in the world, and if you want more of that in the world, then buy more of that shit. Yeah, and that's what happens from it. So, for food is for me. They, they say 70, 30, 80, 20 For me, it's ninety-five-five. I'm um, because I got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis uh, early last year, and then. I was on oh, these low-dose chemo tablets trying to stop the immune system from attacking my body. Couldn't, just couldn't get rid of the inflammation. Diet, I really knuckled down, was 100% with my diet and stopped taking the tablets and now I'm feeling better than ever, moving more than I ever could. Mm. Yep. And just it shows in the blood test, the markers are all down, everything's it's, yeah. it's awesome. So do yourself a favour and... And eat well. It's yeah. a, you really will benefit I think, from I th- it. You know, with the medications and whatnot, I, mean, I think they're good to help you uh, start to break the pain cycles, break the uh, the cluelessness of what to do. And then I think one, once you've gotten through all that with yeah. the medications and you then start to look at other areas of your lifestyle that you can improve on so that you don't have to live a life on, you know, thousands of drugs. Yeah. Because with every drug that you put into your system, there's going to be a, you know, a consequence to that. Yeah. There's yeah, a yeah. con to it. As well as there's a positive positive amount of pain, but there's a con like you know. The worst thing with it too was that when I did see the doctor, it, it was not this will fix it. It's let's try this, and and it's all trial and error. And and when I, I've spoken to a few people who've had rheumatoid arthritis or other autoimmune diseases, it's the same thing. It's just let's try this, see if it works. Like wh- what are you putting into your body? Those t- I take it on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I was just wrecked, sick, felt like shit, just no good. Like I, yeah. 
it's not good. So yeah. definitely food is, if you want to live long, healthy and have a good life, definitely look at your food and what you're putting into your body because it's, it's pretty important. One of the biggest points that I, that I want to drive home for everyone is that, you know, if you're not thinking about it, then, you know, you're, you're dropping the ball in, in one area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next we'll move on to, we touched on it earlier, but sleep. This is pretty hard to get in my house, but at least I do get it compared to some other people I speak to, Shane yourself, but <laughs> how, how important is that for, for the day? I read a book, uh, Why We Sleep, I think it was. I can't remember the author's name at the moment, but it was uh, a book that just really opened my eyes to how important sleep was. <laughs> Unfortunately, if you're not sleeping well, there's so many things that your body cannot do properly. Um, you know, it can't repair, it can't rejuvenate itself. It can't stabilize itself. It starts to really, really give you yeah. uh, massive issues. So from a, an important standpoint, um, probably one of the most important things, I think sometimes a poor diet and a good sleep schedule can be um, even a little bit more favorable than the other way around. Uh, you know, a great diet and a shitty sleep schedule can actually be more pain, not, yeah. not as good as the other way around. Yeah. So for me, I know, you know, like you said, we, we didn't sleep. Um, me and my wife had a baby uh, three years ago, and, and in those three years, we probably would have slept a, four hours on average a night if we were lucky, and that was broken four hours. Um, she had reflux. She was in all sorts of trouble at the, at the start, at start of the birth, and that really affected me, and I was and I was able to then firsthand experience how important sleep was. Um, until you don't have it, you don't realize how important it is. Yeah, yeah, um, and before it, that, I thought, who gives a shit, right? Yeah. As long as you get in a couple of hours, you should be all right. As long as you'll catch up. Yeah, no. That's crazy. Crazy. Uh, mood wise for me, if I don't get sleep, that's a, the biggest thing. It, I, don't, I don't see, you don't see the effects of repairing your body and stuff like that. You physically can't see it. But for what I see, the mood is just, yeah, give me some sleep. Mm. 100%. Uh, another question I get asked a lot, and I've, I've also asked a lot of times trainers, is training in the morning versus training in the afternoon. Is there a better way which one's better how and and how does it affect us if we train in the morning does it affect us during the day at work or will it affect us during the day at work if we train in the afternoon will we have energy to train it what, what are your thoughts on that so there's a, there's a lot of science behind th this question you know uh, you know what is the most optimal time to train yeah. for the human being and they've actually i think from memory and don't quote me i can't even cite you any studies that i remember uh, reading but i remember from memory that around the lunchtime period was the best time to train. Not okay. Very possible for, for traders, right? You're working. But um, then I say, well, okay, that's all good and well. Like science is science and, and like great, awesome. But science doesn't help you finish work on time. Yeah. So if you, if you don't finish work on time, then you can't train. So it was better that you trained in the morning because that way you had nothing to get in your way. So the, the way that I let people answer this question for themselves and I give them the information to make that decision is I say, how do you feel training in the morning versus training at night? Some people get wound up and G'd up and full of energy and pumped up at the, at the night and they yeah. can't sleep, right? Yeah. They have a poor quality um, sleep. And then the other thing is some people can't wake up in the morning, right? They're exhausted, they wake up, they go to bed, can barely reach for the alarm clock, come in a half-hour session. So it would be better that they trained at night. Yeah. So again, I say, you know, what... What beliefs do you have around that yourself? Okay, you know, when do you feel that it's the best time? And then what works for you better in your yeah. schedule? Like, 
there's no point in forcing you just because science says it's better to train at this time. But if you feel like you, you can't get there or it's impossible, you've got families. Yeah. Um, or you're not families. You might have family. A family. Um, <laughs> that training at night is better for you, then do that. If it's better for you and the family, then do that. It's better for you to feel more alive and alert and you, know, you feel you can really get amongst oh, it, then yeah. do that. I hear a lot, a lot from people that don't even really train and they're like, oh, I can't get up in the morning to do it. I can't do it. I just, it doesn't work for me. I'll be fatigued at work. I'm like... You don't know if you don't try. So, and and that's funny. They got the biggest opinions, and they yeah, they do nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They'll go once a week or once a month. So at least they're doing something, I guess. Yeah. Well, I sometimes I think that may as well just fucking not bother. <laughs> sometimes at once a month, like, what are you really doing? I think that's um that's pretty good. I think I've covered a few things. What I wanted to get through for yeah, our beautiful. first episode. Appreciate you coming on, no. guys. Uh, head to Facebook, Instagram. We're on all them. Um. The Aussie Tradie and Shane, CrossFit HF. CrossFit HF. We're on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook as CrossFit HF. You can reach us uh, pretty easily. Uh, for if you, we've got a YouTube as well, so some videos if you guys are interested. Um, yeah, thanks for uh, having me, Dave. Really appreciate the opportunity to be your first guest, and I uh, hope, uh, hope it's well received by the, the traders out there and, and all those who are probably watching who might not be traders. Um, thanks, mate. Appreciate yeah. it. Very knowledgeable. So, guys, what I plan on uh, touching on in... In the future episodes to come, uh, we'll try and uh, get get some idea or get some viewpoints on vehicles and stuff, and speak to other people in the industry and get their point of view on on uh, what their thoughts are with it. Also, comment and and like on Instagram, social media, all those websites. Give me some ideas of what you want to talk about. What what I can do um, to to bring value yeah and and topics stuff that you guys want to talk about us it'll help it'll help us all so uh yeah that's it thanks a lot shane again appreciate your help appreciate it buddy enjoy thanks guys you want to break